Join Sarah Weiss in the infinite field of energetic aliveness and heart-centered wisdom. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. Welcome to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. I'm Sarah Weiss, and on this podcast, we're all about grounded and embodied spirituality, about bringing your higher being through to be your everyday being, and how to live a grounded, beautiful life. Today, my guest is Megan Kuhar, and she is an amazing creator. The title of our show is Streaming from the Same Source, Creativity and Spirituality. And Megan is a coach for creators to help them align their marketing, their design, their website, their technology in a way that aligns with their true being and has integrity. And she helps creators come out into the world in an authentic way where they feel comfortable marketing the expression of their being in whatever creative way they're able to do it. So help me welcome Megan Kuhar. Welcome to the Earth Love Spirit podcast, Megan. It's so nice to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about our conversation today. Um, You work in the world of working with musicians, artists who are trying to figure out how to authentically and in alignment market their work into the world. And I work with spiritual people who are trying to figure out a coaching practice, a healing practice, um, uh, being a spiritual guide, and how to do that in authenticity and in alignment with their true being. And so I think our listeners are going to be very excited about what you have to offer to these two populations. Mm-hmm. So a little background on Megan. Um, we met when we were both professors at Baldwin Wallace University in Berea, Ohio. Um, Megan is still there teaching. And what do you teach there, Megan? And what's your position? Yeah, I teach uh, music technology, and I also teach uh, entrepreneurship course to, oh, I co-teach it. Um, and so basically all of the music majors that um, come into the university work with me about learning how to promote and create content and build a website. So I really just try and help them get themselves prepared to you know, be freelancers or be entrepreneurs. Which is fabulous that they're addressing that at the college level because, you know, it used to be that you would go to art school or music school and you'd graduate and then you'd have no idea uh, unless you, in my day, if you were an artist and you got a job at American Greetings, it meant meant that you (laughs) had a paycheck. Um, Otherwise, how do you get people to recognize your work and make it so that you can make a living being a creative. And so it's terrific that you're teaching that. And then you also have a private coaching business. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, So I've been an entrepreneur for like 10 years now, but in the past year or so, I've really started to feel like I'm living in the true purpose of what I want to do, which is helping creatives and coaches to learn how to really align their presence online 
to make sure they have a consistent brand and they know how to communicate that brand through messaging, through social media, through podcasting. Um, you know, my specialty is in technology and in branding. So I sort of combine the two and, and help creatives and coaches to, you know, be able to actually narrow in on what they want to say and say it in a way that feels meaningful to them. Because really, you know, I really believe that the more authentic you are, the more impact you're going to make. Um, so the goal is really to help people to figure out how to be authentic to themselves. What a beautiful statement. And I want to back up a little because I didn't say the title of our podcast. And the title is Streaming from the Same Source, Spirituality and Creativity. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again because I turned away. Uh, streaming from the Same Source, Creativity and Spirituality. And so Megan and I, in our discussions with each other over the years, we talk about how the creative stream is the same as a spiritual stream and how alive and and how we feel so much more authentic and aligned with ourselves when we are connected to our true self. Mm -hmm. And so musicians, artists, I come from an art background, Megan comes from a music background, you know, it's hard to know how to put yourself out into the world. You know how to be in your creative space, but you don't know how to translate that because artists, musicians, spiritual people, they're kind of on the margins of society and they almost have to work extra hard to get their message out and to have it recognized. Mm -hmm. um, so Megan, Tell us a little bit of how you work with people and what your approach is. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think what I want to add too is just that, you know, especially I come from specifically classical music background and especially in that background and many artists feel this way and creatives, they've just been focused so much on being good at their craft that they sort of forget why they're doing it in the first place. You know, I started playing music when I was in second grade like that. I didn't really have a why, except for I thought it would be cool and it felt like something that I wanted to do, you know. But if I just kept living on in that way, there's really, you're missing on an opportunity to be able to really feel like you're making an impact from person to person, you know. So that's kind of what, what I really want to help uh, a lot of creatives to figure out. So I basically start by, um, you know, through coaching, I start by helping the person to be able to outline, like, wh who am I? What are my values? What is my motivation? What makes me get up and do this every day, right? And what what am I trying to make an impact on? You know, what sort of personal characteristics do I bring to the table? What experience do I bring to the table? What is my life contributing to my art, right? Or to my, to my practice? Um, and so we really talk a lot. And I think one of my clients said it the best way. She was like, you know, I didn't really realize that by discovering my brand, I'd also be discovering myself, right? Mm. And that is something that really is true, you know, I started really using the word brand a lot. And I think like it's sometimes can be a little bit off putting because like even the word itself, it makes you think that you're like marking yourself, right? Like that you're part of, you're like 
sort of like stamping an identity, but really it's not about that at all. It's, it's about discovering what's already there and learning how to actually say it, you know, in a concise way where you're really, you know, using your words and using your imagery and using the content that you create to actually get that message out there without distraction. So it's really about that. It's about finding yourself along the way and being able to outline that and translate it to a lot of different sort of platforms or, or types of content. And with musicians, is there an issue about marketing themselves? Is there a certain purity about the artistry or the music that kind of blocks them from taking a marketing outlook? 100%. And I think I have a feeling it's probably the same for spiritual guides too. Mm -hmm. A lot of artists feel like so sacred about what they do that they don't want to mess with the power of the creation, right? So a lot of us are sort of trained. I mean, we are trained this way because we're taught to practice and and perfect and, and practice and perfect and over and over get better and better because, you know, literally you're auditioning, there's a screen in front of you, people can't see it's, it's your instrument or your voice that has to speak and tell the story, right? So if you're not perfect enough, you won't be chosen, right? So I think so many artists are really, you know, focused on having their message spoken through the music or through the art and they feel wrong about, you know, adding in strategy or business because it almost is like it removes the sacred purity of what they're doing. Um, but I just think that's so not true. You know, I think like, what's the point of creating if we don't share it? You know, like, what's the point of, I mean, of course, sometimes we all want to just, you know, be by ourselves and create something beautiful. But what's really makes an impact is sharing it with others. And, you know, if you can do that in the best way possible, why wouldn't you? It's about the inflow and the outflow. It's, it's about keeping things in balance and flow. Um, do you feel like everyone who considers themselves a creative or talented in some way can make an impact? Yeah, because every person can make an impact, right? You know, I agree with that. Yeah. And that there's a place for each person in this world for their expression of their true being. Yeah. But it must be challenging to help people over this hump. Because I know from the spiritual world, when I first started teaching, I felt like, just like you said, oh, this is so precious, and I'm putting it out into the world. And I don't know if people will desecrate it, judge it, uh, criticize it. And it's so precious to me. Um, it was really hard to get over that hump. So how do you help people get over that hump? I think it's just a lot of helping them feel confident that they are worthy, right? Because I think like oftentimes what that is, is it's really just a fear that you don't have anything new to say. Um, and, mm. you know, even if you're, even if you're a classical musician and you're performing the same Bach cello suite, you know, that, that millions of people have performed, you're doing it from your perspective and in your, in the context of your life. And like you said, like you are a true being that has your own 
you know, has your own perspective. So I think that there are people out there that need to hear from us. Like they need our voice to tell them something. It might be something they've heard 20 times, but if we say it to them, they'll hear it. Right. So I think like, that's why it's so important to get over that and to really start to live within like that true purpose, because it's not about you, you know, it's not about you. It's about what you're helping put out there. Wow. You can, when you speak about it, Megan, I can really feel the power behind your words. Because I, I know that you've spent several years trying to figure this out for yourself. Can you share a little of that journey with us? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I started being an entrepreneur in 2010, kind of, you know, officially. Um, although I think my whole life, I've always sort of had the spirit of wanting to do things for myself and create my own uh, outcomes. Um, I never really knew what I wanted to do other than when I was a kid, I wanted to be a rock star, right? You are so, a rock star. Yeah. To me, you're a rock star. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a, so, god, a goddess rock star. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Um, so yeah. And so I think, um, you know, I started off just doing uh, what really worked for me was figuring out, okay, I almost imagined and I did actually create because I'm, you know, I'm a tech nerd. I did create myself a little Venn diagram, right? And I was like, okay, I like, I like music. I like technology. I like education. I like entrepreneurship. How can I overlap all of these things? Uh, and so it started with, um, you know, a, a recording company where I just, I did, you know, on location, I helped people record simple demos. I recorded recitals and things like that. And I, you know, I, it was great for a while. It overlapped a lot of my interests, but I never really felt that was right. And it, and I didn't really put that much effort into growing it because I think subconsciously, I just kind of knew it was sort of just a learning experience, you know? Um, and over the years I tried so many different things and every time I tried a different thing, I believed that it was going to be the thing. I think we talked about this before. Mm -hmm. I was chasing my million dollar idea, you know, and, and just sort of chasing that thing that would blow, blow up, right? Like what is going to be the thing that finally, like reaches people. And, and, you know, I tried a DIY blog. I tried a, a podcast about nerd TV shows. I tried, you know, so many things and everything I tried, I was like, this is going to be it. This is going to be my life now. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a blogger. It's going to be full time. I'm going to go viral on Pinterest, but I just never really knew why I was doing it. You know, like I just felt this urge to be independent and to create. And so over the years, every one of those ideas burned out. Every one of those ideas became something I didn't like until I finally reached the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about what I really care about. And if anyone listens, that's great. And if no one listens, oh, well, I guess and people don't want to hear it then. And it just started becoming my life. Like I, I teach the same thing I coach, right? And so my whole life is around this idea of, hey, you're creative, you're an artist, you're, you know, you're trying to build a coaching business. You need to stop being afraid that you're bragging all the time and you need to start living in your purpose. And 
here's how you can do that. Here's some tools like, you know, learn how to use a microphone, learn how to podcast, learn how to post on social media, all of that. But also underneath it all, this is you sharing your true purpose. And so that's really what actually became, you know, that that's what became my purpose when I started realizing that. And it just feels like I'll never stop. I feel like it's always going to be in my life. And, um, and I feel really good about it. I, I've watched you go through these permutations. Yeah, you've heard and, me too. Yeah, right? and, <laughs> and, and, and every time you do something, you do it with excellence. I have to say, you, mm-hmm. you really do. You go all the way in and, and you do it. And you take it to its fullest expression and then you move on to the next. And to me, this is very much what creative spiritual energy is about. It's like always flowing. And how do you feel when you're connected to this creative energy? You know, not everyone feels this. Um, People are not, the majority of the people are not connected to their creative stream. Mm-hmm. And it's always uh, something sad for me because the most important thing I want to be connected to is my creative stream. It's like always a fresh expression, always something new, always recreating who I am in the moment and never being stuck in an old identity. And to me, that's what life is about. Um mm-hmm. And I think that people who are in the arts are really in contact with this creative stream. And I think people who are in the spiritual world are connected to it too. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think why I said, you know, the the title of the show is is streaming from the same source. Mm -hmm. So when you work with people, how do you coach them? So you give them strategies, you give them worksheets, and then how do you convey to them that they're worthy of being heard and seen? Yeah, I think it's a matter of listening a lot of times. Uh, You know, it comes up in little ways, like, you know, it'll come up with a little roadblock, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know what to post about or I'm, I'm running out of ideas, you know, and then it's like, well, what, what would you want to say? You know, I don't really know. You know, you have to kind of like continue to ask these questions. Like what, what matters to you right now? Like, or why are you afraid of, of talking about that? Or what are you fearful might happen? You know, and just helping people to recognize those moments in little daily moments. Right. So recognizing, you know, those moments of insecurity, throughout their everyday life. And it's something that I've learned to do myself. You know, I constantly find myself, I'm, you know, I have a few like ongoing lessons I'm always learning, you know, don't get over involved in other people's lives. (laughs) That's one of them, right? (laughs) Or like whenever I see that happening, you know, in my, in my personal relationships, I'm like, nope, that's another time you're doing it. Like, you know, and that's something I try to do for others too. It's like, no, do you realize that right now what you're telling me is that you don't have something worthy to say? And it's like, Oh, I, I didn't realize that's what I was thinking. I just thought I didn't want to spam people. You know, it's like, no, you're just afraid to be present, you know? And, and that's something that 
I just, you know, I think it's just that sort of retraining that you have to go through. Um, you know, because like you said a little bit earlier, like with people in the arts, especially a lot of times, like you'll ask, it's like, it, it is sad. Like you'll ask them like, well, what do you hope to get from this? And it's like, well, especially my students, they're 19, you know, they, they're just, you know, be discovering themselves. And, you know, you'll ask something like, well, why, why are you a musician? Well, I'm really passionate about it. Okay. So what do you hope to do with it? Well, I hope I can be an opera singer one day. Well, if you had an ideal job, like you had the best job in the world and you were doing your exact thing you always wanted to do, what would it be? I don't know, like anything that would pay me to sing. It's like, well, okay. Mm, that is so, that is so common. I mean, yeah. in any, any of these uh, careers that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, well, no, like we're talking about ideal. Like we need to really dig deep, you know? And I couldn't, have, I couldn't have answered that when I was 19, but I hope that when they do start to think about it, it comes up to them in the next few years of their life. And they really start thinking like, what is my ideal situation, you know? And how might I get there? So that's kind of how I help them. It's just a matter of retraining in those little moments and, and helping you. It's a balance. It's a balance of strategy and like tools and, you know, the resources and also belief, you know, mm -hmm. and, and understanding that you're worthy. And that's, you know, that comes with a lot of practice, I think. So let's, let's talk, let's move over into the area of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a big deal because in the spiritual world, the music world, the art world, it's that archetype of the starving artist or the ascetic spiritual person who's never supposed to charge for teachings. There's a big blockage there that mm -hmm. seems to pervade this area. So how, how do you work with people with that? Mm -hmm. Money is energy. Right. And if we are giving of ourselves without getting in return, we're doing both us and the person receiving a disservice because people will take change and impact more seriously if they contribute something to it, you know, and it's, that's why, that's why I think that, you know, especially coaches like, and, and guides and like, people that are teaching and helping people specifically, you know, you might be so passionate about helping and education and, and guiding, but you won't make an impact unless that person decides to be impacted and they'll decide when they pay because that's how they're, you know, contributing to that. So I think that's such an important thing to remember it's just, it's another question of like people feeling unworthy. I don't feel worthy to receive because this is something that I really care about. So if I really care, like, why would I want to be paid for it? Well, because you, you need to be entering into a mutually beneficial relationship. Mm, there's the key. Yeah. And I think like, you know, it's hard, especially, uh, I mean, being a musician, we are so often devalued. I mean, the amount of money you get paid to play a gig is pathetic, you know, and you're constantly being told by the outside world, like you're only worth 99 cents for yourself. You know, it's like, that really feels like crap. 
And like, if that's something that you're constantly being told, it can be really, really hard to invest in yourself. Yes. And you're told that over and over and over for many years. And it, it starts internalizing as your own voice. Exactly. Yep. And I, I know that, um, you know, I've been in the spiritual world now for 40 years teaching and, and working. And my father used to say, well, you're a phony, but at least you're making a living. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Dad. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, when I started this in the late 60s and 70s, this was all considered phony baloney. It was um, Madame Zelda with, Zelda with a turban and a crystal mm -hmm. ball. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard to overcome the stereotypes of what a, spirit, a true spiritual guide and healer would be. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it's the same thing with musicians and artists. Yep. You're not supposed, you're supposed to do it for the purity of the experience. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Right. And I think too, it's like, like that, if you're making a difference in somebody's life, that's what matters. So it doesn't, you don't need to prove anything to anybody, you know, that's, I mean, I, I don't ever like, I'm not, you're not signing away like your, your success to me. Like, this is not, it's not my job to like make you successful. It's, it's, I'm supposed to help you find your own success, right? Yes. And so how many people come to you um, wanting you to create that for them? As a coach, I'm asking you that. Um, do you encounter that? And how do you shift them out of that belief system that they can't do it, but you should do it for them. Yeah, I luckily have not had that too often because I think once people decide they want to coach, they're ready, you know. Um, but I have had uh, a lot. I've gotten a lot of like, you know, private messages or emails, people asking to like pick my brain, you know, or get this information or can you answer my one question? Can you help me figure out how to promote this thing? And it's like, as soon as you say, well, that's a service I provide, like, here's the payment link, <laughs> uh -huh, <laughs> you know, right. It's like, oh, but never mind. I'll figure it out. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, and that's fine. Like you can, you can, there's, I have a free podcast. I have free videos. Like you can, you can dive into anything you want and, and do it yourself, but that's not what coaching is for. I mean, coaching isn't to give you an answer. It's to help you, you know, help guide you you know, and same with what you do. It's, it's about guiding and, um, and it's about accountability too. you know, having somebody on a regular basis, check in with you and see what your goals are that week or what your roadblocks are that we can sort of walk through and, um, give you some action steps and things like that. So yeah, if you're looking for somebody to be holding you accountable and to help guide you and just to be your, your resource and your check-in, then that's what you would get from a coaching relationship. Okay. And so you title yourself as a coach who helps someone be aligned online, right? Mm -hmm. And which I think is a fabulous mm -hmm. uh, set of words there. Um, so can we talk a little bit about what it is to be aligned with your online message? In other words, I know we approached some of that earlier, but there's the sense of alignment is something deeper mm -hmm. and getting in touch with that so that someone is comfortable and can sense 
that there's an alignment with their online message. I know I'm kind of saying a lot of words for this, but maybe you can help me out. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, yeah. Yeah, it is. There is a deep meaning to it. And there's also a very surface level meaning to it, which is why I really like it because I love double meanings. But uh -huh. <laughs> um, so I think the to start with sort of like the surface level, you know, all across your platforms that you use, it should be clear and consistent what you do and why you do it. Right. So having that clear and consistent messaging in your social media, if you have a podcast on your website, on your blog, in your newsletter, it all should be clear what you are going to provide, what your value is that you're going to provide. Um, and also as far as visually and design wise, like having this consistent look is really helpful, especially because we all know social media is a very visual platform, everything online, you have to match in order for people to sort of connect and immediately feel like they know who this is coming from. And, you know, colors provide such, you know, immediate reaction to people. So it's really important to choose things that help bolster your message, right? Right. I know your exact pink color. Yeah. It's a great pink. Thanks. Yeah, I use a few different pinks. I don't know. I just like when I was a kid, I hated pink, but I just started loving it. It's my favorite color. Uh, <laughs> and I know the Megan pink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, like when you see the font, you know, it's going to be me, you know, so that's I think it's just really important. That's part of it. So that's like the surface level stuff. But then underneath that being aligned really means knowing what your message is and how to say it clearly and so that it immediately makes a connection with people you know a lot of times um with with social media you'll see people that they forget to post and i call it panic posting right so it's like you're you're like oh my gosh i forgot i had to promote this thing it's in three days i need to hurry up and post something about it and it's just a quick little like i'm going to take a picture and then i'm going to post a caption and say hey i have this thing coming up it's the three days make sure you register and that's it right it's like that's not an, an effective message. That's just, you're acting like your social media is a bulletin board where you just pin a flyer up and hope somebody sees it. Really to be aligned and to have that, that impact, you need to connect with people and make them feel like, they, like you get them. They are like, wow, that person is totally, you know, they get me, right? They could be my friend, you know, I could, I feel like I can learn from them, all of those things. So I think like having that aligned presence, it's a matter of knowing who you are and what you do and being able to say it and convey it in a clear and consistent way. So how do you take someone who's like a musician um, and may not have the skills to do the visual aspect? Uh, how do you work with them? Um, so I, we first start with a lot of um, reflection about, you know, who they are. Like I, I was saying before about the values and the characteristics and we start putting those together. And for me, like, I don't know what it is, but I start visualizing stuff. I think it's just like the way my brain works. I just have like, when I start hearing somebody talk about, you know, what their values are or who they are, if I know them, I can immediately sort of picture a style to go with it and, mm. you know, like picture like what, 
what it might look like, right? So we work together. I sort of, I might even help walk them through the process if that's something they need. Um, I can help them to start the design process. Um, you know, having me do it for them is possible. You know, it's not really within the realm of coaching, but that is something I could do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a matter of helping them to learn, uh, how to convey an idea to a design, right? Um, and we just keep it simple. Like there are so many tools out there, um, that you can use like Canva, you know, might be one that people are familiar with where you can go on there and there's templates that you can start with and you can just start with something that's already pretty and Mm -hmm. just sort of fix it to match what matches your brand. Right. So you don't ever, I just tell people like, you don't ever have to start from scratch. You can start with a template and work from there. You know, nobody's telling you that you need to transition from being a musician to a graphic designer. You just need to have something that's, you know, clear and consistent. So yeah, start with a template, like work, work within the tools that are available. So, so let's say you're starting with a starving musician and a starving spiritual healer or a starving artist and they don't have a lot of money, but they're willing to commit to being coached at this point because they figure out they're not going to get anywhere without a little help. Um, how do you, once they contact you and you get the feeling that they don't have a lot of resources, how do you work with them? Because I would imagine that there's going to be a certain percentage of the population that really needs your help that is willing to pay something but they may not have built up the uh, bank account to be able to sustain a marketing effort somehow mm-hmm. yeah I think um, you know again it's a mindset thing too um, it's a it's not usually a matter of literally not having money it's usually a matter of not thinking that the value is equal to what the value should be, if that makes sense. So yes, it does. Let's say a little more about that. So if you you don't value yourself, you're not going to value someone helping you either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't think that a lot of times we're told about needing coaches, right? Like we just don't even realize that's a thing. Like, you know, I didn't at first. And when I started investing in one, I realized how much it was helpful, you know? Um, So I just think like, we just need to learn, first of all, why it's valuable and what it can do for you um, and why it's so much, it's worth the investment because it, because you lose all of the frustration, you know, or most of the frustration at least. Um, So I think like just sort of reorienting that mindset first Um, and I just, I had a client who once told me like, yeah, whatever, like I have an education fund for myself, so I'll just use that. I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. You know, like they had a fund set aside that they used for whatever educational things they needed for their career. And it's like, that person was just like a, you know, music teacher, simple lesson teacher. Like, I mean, they were not making a lot of money. You know, so it's like that person knew it was valuable to have money set aside to invest in themselves. So I think that's just that's the key. Well, that is that comes along with being a musician or an artist, um, because 
you're always learning from teachers. It, you know what I mean? You're, you're working with teachers very closely all your life to improve your craft. So having someone who actually set aside and planned for that is really amazing. And it would be a, a good value for everyone to include that in their life plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, getting that message across would, would really be helpful for people. Yeah. So, so Megan, tell me, are you doing anything with your own music at this point? You know, not right now. It's strange. Like when being a, you know, mom of a two-year-old, uh, <laughs> you know, in quarantine, right? Um, I have a, we have a bunch of instruments in the basement. Sometimes we all go down there. We call it fam jam. <laughs> where, <laughs> and we all hang out down there and play. My husband's a drummer too, and we both play instruments. Um, uh, we were in a band together that's on a little bit of like a hiatus right now. So yeah, I haven't really been, but you know, it's, I don't know. Um, it's pretty interesting. When I was in undergrad, I studied West African and Afro-Cuban percussion primarily, which I didn't even know was a thing until I was in college. And, um, it really was, it was like my soul music, you know, and I really mm. was so connected to that. Um, and so I studied with uh, my teacher. I had um, my teacher's teacher and my teacher's teacher's teacher uh, all made influence on me musically. Um, and actually, uh, last year, or maybe it was the end of 2018, I purchased my own um, Gili, which is a xylophone from Africa. And I had it handcrafted for me specifically uh, from a, a man named Bayeri in, in Ghana and he shipped it over. Like it was the whole thing. It was amazing. I just really need to get back to that. Um, you know, it's just like life has gotten in the way. <laughs> it's so interesting. This is where our hearts probably met a long time ago because when I was a senior in high school, um, they took us to the art museum or something like that. And I saw a, a drumming group from West Africa and mm -hmm. learned about the language oh, of yeah. the drum. And I did my senior research project on the drum language of West Africa. Amazing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I was so connected to it when I heard that, and I understood it as music, but also a language. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I learned um, the this uh, drum called Bata from Cuba, and... Um, we learned a, a work called the Oruseko, which is the dry order. It's all um, sing, it's voiceless, all drums only. Mm -hmm. um, and it's sacred. I mean, it's music that tells stories of deities and um, each movement has its own feel that represents that deity. Like there's one that is um, about a deity with a limp and the music itself limps as you play it. You know, it's like amazing. Um, it's storytelling. I love it. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, is Clark showing any musical inclination with two oh, parents yeah. as musicians? Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he is. He's already a musician. Ah. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, what little kid wouldn't want to hit drums that are like right there in front of him? But right. <laughs> he is definitely a musician. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us about the resources that you have available to people, your website, your podcast. I got to tell you people, you have to look at her podcast. 
There is so, there's three seasons of incredible information on there that can get you started and then you can help specialize and, and refine what you know with sessions with Megan. So mm -hmm. tell us what you have on there. And you also have a free offer or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple things. Um, so my podcast is called Creative Brand Sessions, um, and it is you know available basically anywhere um, that you listen to podcasts. Um, I also have uh, a free PDF download, the phony free. Speaking of phony, the phony free uh -huh. marketing guide, um, and it includes a, a checklist for creative brand and. You know, I use the word creative a lot in my in my own work, but this, like we were saying, it applies to spiritual guides and, and coaches too, for sure. Um, Can so we I talk about phony for a moment? Yes. Let's talk about phony before we end here. Okay. Because cause that's, that's like the big worry, oh, you yeah. know? And and also comparing yourself who are be to people who are being successful but are a little more phony. <laughs> Let's just say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at a totally different point of their life than you are. Like that's such a thing. So I think a lot of times creatives are so afraid of two things. One, they don't want to be narcissistic. You know, they're like, oh, if I talk about myself too much, then I'm bragging and like nobody wants that. Right. And two, they're afraid of being phony. Like the only way to succeed is by faking my way through it or following this exact like other musician that did this or other creative that did this doing the exact same thing they did. And if I do that, then I'm not being myself. So I'm not going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And those two things are like the biggest fears. And so, um, that's, that's what I talk about. It's just like, how can you promote without feeling like you're phony? Because there is a way to do it. And I think first of all, like you need to remember that there isn't one definition of success and you don't need to be, you know, Beyonce level of success, like in order to be successful, you can have a thousand people who really care or a hundred people who really care and be successful. So, you know, that's first of all, is like, you don't need to fulfill a specific requirement. Um, so yeah, that's what I talk about in that, in that free download is just like, you know, how to promote in a way that's authentic. This is music to my ears again. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's so important and it contributes to the whole value quality of our culture to orient people in this way. Mm -hmm. It really does. Yeah. I mean, bringing in not only bringing in the arts and spiritual healing and holistic medicine and all these kind of fringe things in a true way, but how much benefit it is to the culture to value these more nonverbal, um, authentic expressions of who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are humans that relate probably more to music or something visual than we do to anything else in the world, maybe besides nature. Mm -hmm. And how many times do people take the time to appreciate that about themselves and to include it in their lives? Right. It's uh, so important. So is there any other um, message or information you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, yeah. So I also um, offer free mini sessions too. So um, if, you know, 
reading isn't your jam, then <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> um, so there's a couple links. Um, I mean, I can just give them to you, um, but it's basically my website's megan-kuhar.com. Um, so you can just go there and you'll find um, links to everything. Um, but but yeah, I, I would love to to talk and to help you to feel more like aligned in, in your purpose and figure out what that is. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to share your wisdom here. I, I know that we could talk forever about what comes through you. So maybe we'll do another one down the road here. Yeah. But thank you so much. And I just want everyone to know how much I've learned from Megan and appreciate how she approaches things. Because I'm one of those people that can get into a techno block and <laughs> can't get through it. And she sits there and she patiently like meets me where I'm at and helps me through these blocks in such a beautiful way. So I just want you Aww. to know how much I appreciate you. Well, Sarah, I'm super, I, I love you. And I love that you're doing this podcast. I'm so glad that you're, you know, learning it and doing this and, and I'm happy to help you. So thank you so much for, for having me on. You're welcome. So everyone, God bless and have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.